What is going on, beautiful people of the world? Happy 12 days of gratitude. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this is my favorite time of the year. The Thrive Forever Fit podcast turns into the 12 days of gratitude series this time every single year. So from the 13th of December all the way through December the 24th, Christmas Eve, I will be launching a brand new episode with a special guest talking about the powers and awesomeness of gratitude. So make sure you tune in, make sure you listen to all 12 episodes. I promise you, they will be amazing. They will be awesome. And I wanna wish you a very Merry Christmas, an abundant holiday season, whatever you're into, be into it. I'm into it with you. Love you, enjoy the series. Here we go. DC, my brother, how you doing? Man, I'm phenomenal, man. I'm sitting up here talking to the great Jay Nixon, man. Heck yeah, this is a great Monday, man. <laughs> well, you know, don't, let's don't get too carried away. We're going to have some fun. Oh, today, man, this is, this is for real, man. I'm, this is absolutely genuine. Absolutely. No, I know it is. And that's one of the reasons I asked you to do, you know, be a part of the 12 Days of Gratitude. We met maybe like a little over a month ago. And I just man, felt like yeah. from the moment that we connected, like we've just got this this brotherly love or whatever you want to call it that is um that's bigger than both of us. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You uh you were probably I definitely would say one of my favorite points at Barbercon Austin and meeting you there and just having you share your story and your energy. I think it was a timely thing too because we had all these educators coming up, you know, teaching a proper haircut teaching a, uh, you know, how to utilize your shears and how to utilize these different X, Y, Z's and tools, but not too many people were, of course, my phone would ring right now. That's all right, not that means you're busy, man, people, I love it. Not, not too many people, hold on one second. Chanel, can I give you a call right back, man? I'm in the middle of an interview and uh, I got you down for next week, but if you need to change it, I, uh, I just sent you a confirmation. Cool? Okay. I give you a call right back. Thank you, man. All right. I love the business, man. That's part of the game. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I had a guy that was answering my phones, and um, I don't even know. It's just that 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 that. Uh, I guess we're just. I'm just so hands on, and I yeah. want things to happen in a certain way. So when they don't. It drives me crazy. So I get I you. My I have to take my baby back and run. They're like, no, I just. I get so you. Someone, I get someone you. Someone literally just gave me a head. So they said, "Yeah, I got a good candidate for you." I'm like, "Yeah, let me see." So <laughs> I might, I might, I might do a phone interview with this gentleman later on. But anyhow, back to the back to the task. Back to the task. Yeah, like you said, everybody. You know, I I was a little bit of an outlier at that event. Like everybody was teaching skills and mechanical things and everything like that. And you know, I came up and I, you know, my first words out of my mouth is, "You guys are probably wondering what this dude is doing here." Hey, you blew me away though. I promise you, you you came up there and it was. Uh, I think my favorite portion of your delivery was the Q and A. Yeah, when that's, my, you that's my favorite it, part, man. You know, because people were asking questions. Now, I've seen, you know, operators, educators, uh, technicians behind the chair that utilize these tools and these things daily, and they get stumped by a technical question. Like, whoa, wait, wait a minute, I wasn't ready for that one. Yeah. You were getting questions that had no regard to any particular skill set aside from being mentally well-prepared for your own interaction with life. People were asking you questions like, 
so I got this person that, you know, that I, <laughs> I really hate. And, um, you know, I don't really want to hate them, but I do. And, yeah. you know, you're like, and you're like, you know, just the energy you're wasting on them. And it's like, yeah. what? It's like, you know, it was, it was some really thought provoking questions that you fired right back. And the, and the, and the answers were at, were, were, were articulate. And, and I mean, it just seemed like you just took, you know, like you pause time to just give a very efficient answer to whatever question it was. Yeah. And I mean, and, and I saw, I mean, there was a full room. It was a full house. Yeah, it was and I, I, people started firing questions from everywhere. Once that first question yeah. got shot up, oh my God, you would, pew, pew. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was amazing. And you were on, you were on your, you were on pivot. Yeah, that's, that's my element, man. I, you know, I always say that if you know if somebody hired me to give a speech, my perfect speech would be ten minutes of speech and and fifty minutes of Q and A. Because I think you yeah. saw it, and that's when people start asking like the real questions, right? And then if you can start answering and helping people from like where they are in their particular life, like you know, it's easy to get up on stage and tell you, hey, this is what you should think and do and blah blah blah. But if you're not there. You can't understand that. And so when I open it up to Q&A and people are like, hey, this is real life today. Like, right. that's where, that's my favorite part, man. That's, yeah, it, you know, it, that, it, it was, it was phenomenal, man. I, I promise you. I was, and, and what a beautiful audience. Like, I mean, for me, it was a very unique situation. I had never spoken in a room um, of such a diverse crowd of, I mean, you know, barbers from all over the country and probably even all over the world. You yeah, know, with different absolutely. backgrounds and different, you know, different, you know, all different perspectives about life. And so it was such a beautiful opportunity for me. And I left there with this, this thought process is like, I mean, you know, there's, I mean, the craziest hairdos you've ever seen, like people are just, I mean, swagged out tattoos everywhere. And it's like, every single one of those people were the sweetest, kindest. I mean, they were so nice to me. I mean, get a standing ovation when I left the stage. Like, oh man, couldn't well have, couldn't have been. But but my point to that is to say that like these were some of the coolest, most awesome people that I got the opportunity to interact with, and then I got to connect with you, and, and that's why we're talking today. So let's talk about about what you do, man. So you've got a barber shop in Compton, California, and it's more than a barber shop though. Like I'm, a, I want to kind of get into like all of this amazingness that you're doing for the community. And this is one of the reasons why I want to have you on is because like, like, listen, we all have jobs, right? We all get to do stuff, but it's like, when you do what you do for the community and the kids and the people like that opened my heart up to say, Hey, this is a dude right here. This is a, this is a guy who is bigger than, you know, just the thing that he says he does for a living. So tell me a little bit about it, man. How did this come about? Like what happened? Well, um, story in a nutshell is I've been barbering for I'm 47 years old I've been cutting hair since I was about 15 years old wow. now in that process I wasn't I was a street kid my mom was a great working lady and my dad was unfortunately well not unfortunately unfortunately my dad was uh incarcerated so I I was I was always raised to be a hustler you know yeah. and uh so I that took different paths you know as a as a as a, as a youngster and uh went on i started cutting hair at about ninth grade and i was pretty pretty good with it uh to the point where i had uh one of my teachers would allow us to come in his classroom and cut hair uh Ooh. at during re during recess and during lunch so we had we were managing our own businesses you know a lot of legitimate businesses in high school at uh you know 
early age, 14, 15 years old. So I say all that to say, um, you know, that path, I, I, went, I went on later on to, after graduating, I went straight into the military. I joined the Navy and uh, I went and got one bad haircut and I was like, yo, I could do this. <laughs> I came back home and I got my clippers. Just while I was stationed in Japan at this time, I went home, I on leave, came back with my clippers. I started cutting my own hair again as I was doing in high school and before, you know, and then before I started amassing a small clientele in my high school and just around my neighborhood and whatnot. Um, I would, uh, I would now started cutting my own hair in on the in the barracks and, and on the base, and people would ask, "Hey, you know, uh, who cut your hair?" And I'm like, "Me." So next thing you know, I'm that you know that snowballed into me cutting other people in my uh, in my squadron, and yeah. now on the boat. And whatever. So I got out of the military after four years. Um, went and worked for corporate America, and uh, it just it wasn't really for me. It was, I had a great opportunity. I came straight out as an administrative assistant for one of the largest banks in California. Um, but I didn't appreciate, well, I didn't like the instability of what corporate America represented to me at the time. And yeah. so I, you know, I, I went on, I said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gamble. I'm gonna go to barber school. Now, You're gamble on yourself. Be, I'm gonna gamble on myself. Now to be perfectly honest, cause I mean, this is the story, gratitude, uh, I, going on back into gratitude, I'm, I'm 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 grateful for the life that I have because I could share it and it can translate to a lot of different levels. But I wasn't going to barber school for all the right reasons. So right. I was, you know, kind of uh, still uh, very enamored by street life and the culture that I was around, and and so I I was still making a a a, a, a great deal of mistakes. Did you grow up? Process. Did you grow up in in Compton, DC? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Born and raised. Uh, so, yeah, the, you know, everything that comes along with it, uh, I've dabbled in. And, you know, yeah. I've, I've been fortunate enough to have a few incidences that haven't, you know, taken my life or I haven't, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is, though. But, again, like I said, I'm very grateful for those stories because, and, you know, I, I can translate to the young people that come in my shop now. And I, I kind of skip forward, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm relatable to yeah. some of the guys and, and young ladies that come in here. So um, military, corporate job, barber school, got kicked out of my first barber school. What'd you do? What'd you do? Something, I was, I was very angry still. Yeah. Very, I was, I was, uh, and so um, I didn't have a great way of venting that anger and I just, I just came off aggressively. Yeah. And so just in a nutshell, I went to school. I had hair, long hair at this time. And they had real strict grooming policies. The young lady that would braid my hair the night before didn't want to braid my hair. So I go to school, kind of like the Method Man. Look, I don't know if you remember the video. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mary, him and Mary J. Blige, the one side <laughs> braided, the one side not. But I had a do-rag on. And, uh, or, or like a basic, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't a do-rag. I think it was just a scarf. And uh, and they they wouldn't allow me to do it. No worry. And I was I was literally out of a fifteen hundred hours uh, uh, commitment for school. I was probably around eleven hundred hours. <sighs> I was by this time I'm ready. I'm ready to go. My I'm 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 I'm, I'm the first chair in the school. So I'm like I'm I'm thinking I'm that guy. I'm the yeah. guy that people come in to see for their little three dollar haircuts. And, you know, and I'm, I'm excited because I get to keep my little $4 tips. And, you know, it just, but yeah. again, it was, it was, I, 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 I had to go through this moment and I, the lady, the, 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 the floor instructor was cool with me, Tom. He says, um, 
yo, man, you know, you got to take that. I said, man, my hair is effed up. He was like, nah, man, you know, now go to the office because the owner wants to speak to you. And I walk in and I say, and she's a beautiful, uh, uh, I, I want to say she's Filipino, but I could be, I could be, could be mistaken. But beautiful, beautiful Asian descent lady. I love her to death because, so I'll, I'll fast forward to that too. I walk in and say, Miss Ann, my hair is effed up. Oop, she hit 911 because my abrasive nature. Yeah. yeah, she's used to guys coming in there and cutting right. up and flipping out. I didn't do it, but at the same time, it startled her, scared right. her at the moment. Well, you know it. I had seven Long Beach PD oh. coming to gambling, and they wouldn't allow me to get my clippers, anything of that nature. So it so, just it was a it was a so humbling that, moment. That's a learning lesson, isn't it? Oh gosh, a humbling moment. So uh I they actually asked me to come back, but by that time I found another school that would accept me because at eleven hundred hours, right. you typically have to start all over again. Yeah. Um, but I have I found a guy and I called him my uh my 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 barber dad. He actually passed well, about four years ago now. Um, but Mr. Gibson gave me not only my first, allowed me to finish my education with those 400 hours. He also gave me my first job and fired me for my first job in, in barbering. So he, he gave me a lot of lessons. And so that 90, this was my daughter's born in 98. This 97, 98 transition right into 99. Those, those three years, 97 and like 99 were a pivotal uh, moment in yeah. my life, I would have to say. Yeah, yeah. you know what? And I think it's one of those things where when I, you know, I grew up a little, you know, with kind of that anger type thing too. Just, and it, I think it was more about, I just didn't know how to express myself. And so I think a lot of times that transitioned is, as aggression. You know what I mean? Well, you know, and not to cut you off, but I, I now, now listening to you, I remember the story you talked about mom mm -hmm. and how mom sacrificed for you and, baseball and, yeah. and, and my, and my, I'm, I'm hitting oh, on yeah. the right here. It's correct. Spot on, yeah. And so, yeah. And so, um, it, it, you know, growing up, I think in a single family home, when you see a mom having to be the provider as well as the authoritative figure, it, 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 it does. And you see other young men with their dads and yeah. just different, it, it will, it can cultivate anger. And I mean, and I have unfortunately, but true again, still, growing process of life. I have two twin sons that are three years old that I don't get to interact with because of the relationship with their mother and I. Mm -hmm. And I, it, it, it tears me up because I, I can only hope and pray that at some point in time that we're able to, yeah. you know, for their sake, fix that. Because I remember being, like you said, a young man that's just angry. It doesn't know how to express it because you don't have a, 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 a like figure yeah. Saying, okay, well, yeah. And, and, and even if, I mean, to be perfectly honest, my dad wasn't the guy that was going to give me that type of, you know, that type yeah. of understanding of what being a man is. I mean, I'm I'm working it out with my 23-year-old daughter. Just some of the advice I give her, it was like, yo, I wish someone had just been able to yeah. talk to me in this regards because, I mean, we'd be in such a different place, you know, and just how you handle emotion and how you handle life. You just be in such a different place, I believe. Well, you know what, man, that, that brings me to the thought, and I, I keep thinking about this. And so, you know, we both have a, the mutual relationship with Schedulicity, and we kind of know those guys, and they're amazing. But, you know, when I first found out about you, it was through that. And then Jerry was telling me everything that you do for the kids in the community. And so, you know what, man, you may not right at this present time have the ability or opportunity to 
to you know interact with your you know your own kids but i think you're you're not just saying oh well you're kind of like taking that forward and you're doing so much for the community tell me a little bit about these kids and, and what you're doing for them when they come into your shop and how that all works man and why and and it's, i think it's such a cool thing well thank you um and uh again I, i'm glad you brought up schedule listening because jerry and those guys are you know a major uh point in how I was just able to, you know, manifest this dream of mine. So I moved to the Bay Area for a while. Um, and I was, uh, I was about 13 years, I ended up getting married and whatnot out there. And we would do stuff, we would do stuff, we would do, um, you know, um, hair cutting for the for the vets. I'm a vet as well, uh, haircuts for uh, the kids, we do it. And, but it never felt it. I was somewhere else. I, it felt great to be able to do it. Yeah. But I felt like, I mean, I, this was in Vacaville, California, where the, um, you know, the, 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 in, the, the household income medium is a little different than yeah. here in Compton. The structure of the homes are a lot different where you have dual parent homes and a lot. And I just, it felt great to be able to do something, but it didn't feel as genuine. You as weren't, when you I weren't was, connected to it. There wasn't like I that. I wasn't connected. Yeah. That's a better way of putting it. I definitely, there was a, there was a, there was a breach in connection somewhere. Felt great, but it was a small yeah. breach in connection. So when I had to, I had to come back home and this, that's a whole other story myself. I had to come home. My mother had Alzheimer's. Well, at that point it was early onset dementia. And I came home to take care of her. And that was probably one of the greatest turning points of my life because, you know, she was the reason she put me on the plane to get me out of Compton to save my life. Yeah. Um, some of the things that I would, would, would involved with, even after acquiring a barber's license, even after having my first child, I was on the path to destruction because I was literally just trying to amass a large amount of cash quickly. I thought that was my key to freedom, you know, yeah. and that was just kind of where uh, how my life what we were taught and um going back to that lack of uh figures that give you that 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 uh that uh understanding of you know it's not just one thing that's going to create a balance and happiness so came back home taking care of mom still didn't feel like i was connected to you know or finished what i was what i should have done in barbering so i ended up writing a children's book called my dad is just a barber ended up doing that and and and, and had fun with that yeah i, I even one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had. And you, you know, and you, you as a public speaker and motivator, you can speak to this, I'm sure, because I'm sure the first time you spoke in a group of people, you weren't probably as confident as you are no. today. No, okay. Nervous. So I'm gonna give you my most terrifying, and I can speak in front of hundreds of people yeah. with a pair of clippers in my hand mannequin head or live model and mm -hmm. i can just i could just i've done this for years even with the scrutiny of show me something i want to be i want to be amazed today mr barber man i've seen all this it's, but the most terrifying experience i ever had was taking my dad is just a barber let me show you the reason i'm grabbing it i want you to see okay. just how small what you to see just how small a read this is right the most terrifying experience I ever had was reading this book to a third grade class in my old elementary school. I believe it, man. It goes, it goes back to that connection. You were deeply connected to that. And then when, you, when you're connected, it means more. It meant a lot, it meant a whole lot. So um, that was, to me, aside the birth of my children and 
you know, business, of course. This was probably one of my greatest in my mind and taking care of my mind. I got a lot of contributions, a lot of things I'm grateful for. Yeah. So um, I ended up building a small barbershop in my garage where I originally started 20, some 30 some odd years ago cutting, you know, unauthorized by my mom. That was my barbershop. Um, but I ended up, I wanted to put a, a comfortable place so I could take care of moms as well as still work. And then, so that grew. And uh, it became a time where I needed to get a larger space. And I wanted to not only just cut on my own, but I wanted to give other people an opportunity to do so as well. But I, I wanted the shop to be special. I didn't want it to just be a barber shop with, you know, chairs. And I wanted to have an energy. I wanted it to have, I wanted to be, uh, I wanted it to be synonymous with class. And I wanted it to be synom- synonymous with success. And so, you know, people say, you want to put a high-end barbershop in Compton. I said, yeah, that's the plan. And so with that high-end, I, I didn't want to exclude. I want to just, you know, of course, barbershops are for families. Barbershops are for community. So it was a, it, it became a, a high priority of mine to make sure that the kids felt special and didn't feel, um, you know, uh, neglected in the shop, even when it came to just, their services or even just coming in and just say hello. I literally have young guys that literally will walk into, I mean, I'm talking about age six and under that will walk into the shop and just ask us, do we want anything from the donut shop that's two doors down? And that's because this culture we've created, I believe it empowers the dad. This isn't this young man just walking in. This is his dad saying, I want you to go in there and go speak to those men because yeah. those men are synonymous with what I'm teaching you and being a gentleman in, in respect of community and culture. So go in there and go say hi to those guys. No, you're not getting a haircut today. You're not even getting a haircut this week, probably. So, but go in there and say hello. And I mean, this happens on a regular basis. Oh, cool. I mean, we got the people that walk by and just say hello and speak. It's just, it's, it's, it's funny. I put the child, the children's section. I'll show you. It's, oh my God, I didn't really clean up as well as we should have. But however, <laughs> we'll go over here. And um, it's very, it's, it's very simple, you know. Oh, that's cool, man. Kids on, no fussing or cussing. We put that there. We got some, like that. some, some, some of their drawings that we, that we'd had more, but they come and take them back. And you got, and, video, uh, you got video games for them and games. Yeah, and stuff we like had that? the PS4, the Xbox. Oh, we got cool, chess. Man. We got, you know, we a lot of the toys come from, um, you know, we. I'll, I'll go out and I'll just, you know, go over here to the Family Dollar and spend two, three hundred on some toys and just recycle the toys but there's some toys that are staples in there that i can't that, oh goodness i mean some of the kids they'll walk in they'll be and literally a guy just going a little guy did it other day walks in and he says he comes over to my station now mind you let's take this walk with me so he's over here playing with the, this most the chess and the wicker basket yeah have most of the toys okay so he's playing with something and he walks over he's walks over him. very articulately his dad was in the chair he taps me Mr. Barber, there was a toy in the box that was that was describing the toy completely. Right. He said, and it's not there anymore. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> at the point. But when I say we literally have a harder time getting the kids to uh, to leave, yeah. you know, we, given we, it, it's it's, a, it's it's harder to get them to to to, to say, you know, all right, time to go. They they really they they enjoy the space and I don't think I've ever experienced any barbershop 
yeah. that that created that uh well that, they feel that, safe uh, man they feel like oh, it's yeah, a feel safe good. fun place and i think that's awesome and, and a great way to you know i mean talking about giving back to the community i mean like you know i think you know, growing up, and you know, my, my grandfather owned a barbershop. And, um, you know, it was just, it was always a place of like, it was a staple of the community, you know, and I think, you know, at times have gotten away from anything being a staple of anything anymore, much less community. Right. And so right. the fact that you're doing that, I mean, you're more than just a barber, right? They're not thinking, oh, let's just go to the barbershop. Like they have this whole sense of like, fun and pride, yeah. and like all of those things, like that's my, that's where I go, right? It's like, it's way right, bigger right. than just, getting a haircut and doing all that stuff. You, you want to hear something extra funny? I don't know how, like, I'm, I'm sure some of them, some of them uh, have heard me just discussing it here in the shop or whatever, but um, kids love Snoop Dogg. I don't know if you knew that. The kids absolutely love Snoop from Coach Snoop to just oh, yeah, Snoop. Okay. Yeah. And so my connection to Snoop is hilarious with them because they, will literally say, so I'll give you a story. One of the young guys um, read one of our, it wasn't the negative review, it was just an opinionated review. We have a few hundred reviews on Yelp and uh, Google, and they're typically uh, five stars. And so we, we have those, those, those are the cases. Yeah, there's always, you know, always, always crazy. Be, yep. There's always gonna be one. So uh, one of the young men, his mother was telling me, one of the young men, actually smart young guy, 13 years old, maybe, was reading the reviews on his own. And then came into his came into his mother's uh, room and said, did you see this, this negative review on Don's, because they, they don't call me DC, the community typically calls me Don. Yeah. Um, did you see the review on Don? They, do they do they even know who Don is? And I mean, this is the kid. This is, I would never respond back to- He was taking up for you. He was ready to go. Funniest thing ever. Funniest, cutest thing ever. And it was just like, I mean, you got to appreciate it because, you know, we, I, I don't, the parents, you know, we give them the ability to, to validate their kid. When they come in, yeah. you know, sometimes, sometimes the, the, the parent might, and, you know, there's, there's always an exception where. Uh, I want you to pause really quick, man. I don't know if you know how cool that is. Like, I don't know if you know how cool that, like, you know, I heard something a long time ago and it was about. You know, it was about people like, you know, very similar things like, you know, people like hating on people and being rude and mean and whatever. And this guy said, hey, listen, you treat all of your the people who do love you, you treat them with such love and respect and everything else that they will take care of that stuff for you. And so for him to go into his mom's room like that says a lot about you, because most 13 year olds today would have just read that and moved on with their life and said, hey, forget right. about it. That right. tells me that this kid has a you have a place in his heart and in his life. That is much yeah. more than than a fade or whatever it right. is that he gets it done to his hair, man. So you need to give yourself a little bit of credit for. Yeah, you, I've never thought about that since, but you're right. Yeah, that's, huge. That's, I mean, you. I mean, yeah. that's that's fatherly figure type stuff, right? right because right, right. he wanted to take care of you. He was like, not not my dude. Like, oh, this yeah, something, yeah. you know, right? So I just want yeah. you to acknowledge that, man, or I want you to hear me acknowledge you that that is a special special thing, and and I hope that you, I hope you know how awesome that is, man. One of the things I'm grateful for, of course. Very, very much Absolutely. so. Absolutely, thank you. And your acknowledgement of it as well. Like, yeah, you're right, because it's, it's um, I mean, yeah, a lot of the kids, they, you know, when you don't think that they're paying attention, they really are. And they, uh, they, they, uh, they'll they, stand up for you if they believe in you. Well, and they need oh, yeah. role models, man. Like, I think even if they have fathers, right, even if they have a, you know, a mom and a dad, like, 
humans these days, especially the youth, is, is looking for someone to be a leader and someone to show me how do I how do I navigate this world, right? It's a crazy world out there. You know what I mean? Right. Like you and Absolutely. I, you know, how you and I, I mean, you grew, you know, we grew up very differently. I did not grow up on the streets of Compton by any means. So I'm not, I'm not equating those two things, but the things that we had to deal with, you know, we didn't have social media, DC. We didn't have the no. internet. We didn't have, you know, cell phones that, you know, no. you, know, were, you know, we didn't have any of that. And so these kids, these days they're overwhelmed and they, they know that there's a safe place in a, in a dude that they can always count on and come to. So I think that's pretty cool, man, what you're doing. I want to. Thank you, man. No, I appreciate that. that. Yeah, they, they, yeah. uh, I, I tell them, I mean, we, there was a point, I think, in, I'm 47. There was a point where I thought we're, we're the same we, age, exactly. Okay. So you might, and then you, you know, you, I, I, I think you might agree with, there was a point where we thought that with, you know, the inception of computers, social media, uh, the, the internet, I thought there was a point, at least in my life, that we thought that they had it easier. Like, oh, you guys, oh, yeah. the information is readily yeah. available. Yeah, you know, I would agree. It's right here. What are, you, what are you talking about? You know, you, what do you mean? And then I think we realized that yeah. there was a like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Like yeah. this, this right here is a, you know, this, this, you got to monitor. Not, and, and, and how do you monitor it? Because it's you can monitor your own, but you can't monitor the entire world. Right. And it's, it's, it's a scary, it's a scary playing field, you know, and to have, and to be able to, um, help a child, young person, create a laser beam focus. That in itself is, is a task. I mean, like, it's, yeah. it's, you know, we used to, you, like you, sports, um, you know, me, sports for a little while, but other things as well. And I wanted to be the best at what I was doing. You know, yeah. these, these kids, the, the challenge of finding out what it is that you want to do, in fact, is just a, a challenge in itself. Because, I mean, yeah. you can be an athlete, but you also have to navigate with your image to a yeah. certain extent now. And it's just, it's absolutely out of control. I mean, I remember, I remember the, the funniest thing or, or the worst thing for us to be doing here in the city was to have high water pants, the flood. Yeah. If you flood, if you would flood, like what the hell did you do? Yeah. You, 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 you was either poor or, or you, you, you were square. And it was like, you know, at the end of the day, when you really break that down, it was like, okay, years later, High water pants are a fashion statement. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 yeah. I mean, so, what what were we really worried about, right? Like three or four, ten of our friends making fun of us. Now it's like the whole internet, the world is like, it's crazy. You can become a meme in a moment. Yeah. you know what I mean. And people, uh, people are going viral for the most asinine reasons. Yeah, and, you I know, agree. And, and 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 for children, you know, it's that it's that. Uh, you always. You know, we, we're 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 a pack type culture. People need yeah. people, and you know, and you need acceptance. You want acceptance. So when when you know when when a, a young person that has to fight with you know so many distractions just to yeah. be seen, it's like you know you your heart can't help but to go out to them. And now let's, let's again, ship, I was gonna say let's shift back to your Snoop story because you do cut. You I mean you've got you've had your hands and clippers on some famous heads of hair. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty unique thing, man, that, you know, so, you I, know, mean, so I mean, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, what's unique about, and thank you, Jay, but you know, what's unique about it. And I, and I'm, and I'm very fortunate because I don't, so going back to what this originally is, this is a story. This is gratitude. We're talking gratitude. Look, I'm gratitude pulling all my ointments and ailment out from my shoulder. That's gratitude, gratitude, I, gratitude. I didn't forget them today, yeah, you know absolutely. but um, yes, Barbara has allowed me to do 
I mean, some amazing things. Um, and yes, I have been able to cultivate relationships with different people that the world knows and not in just in the culture, cultivating these relationships, I've been able to learn from these people. So, um, Snoop is a regular. I literally just sat with him yesterday. I was, it was funny as heck because I'm sitting there watching BMF, the new show he's on, 50's new show, mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm watching BNF, BMF with him while he's watching his role. And we just, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy dynamic to even believe that I'm that close to this guy. My age 19, when I was living in Japan, I met Snoop at a concert, his first time ever in Japan. Huh. Stories are definitely not related. Um, he was there as, a, as an artist with Dr. Dre and the entire dog pound. We actually got into it. We actually were having a moment where he was, I and he were having a you do 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 moment. We, this is the moment I had with Snoop Dogg. Nothing happened. Fast forward that same night, uh, Dr. Dre actually broke up the interaction. Fast forward that same night, they brought me on stage to rap with them. Now, I didn't have an Eminem moment. I didn't get signed because I was trash. <laughs> it is signed me immediately. But they, uh, you know, it, it, it was one of those moments that I never forgot. Fast forward some years later, uh, a barber friend of mine, he, um, he, was, he lives out in the valley. And, and, and Snoop lives a little bit more, well, he has a what we call the compound a little bit more in the city here. Mm-hmm. And so my, my barber friend couldn't, a lot of times their schedules would, would conflict. Okay. And he would call me up as, as his second. And I would go, you know, take care of Snoop. And that was just how the relationship oh, cool. was uh, formed. Um, sometime later, um, I'm talking to a DJ friend of ours, a mutual friend, name is Kevin Slow Jamming James. And he used to do these slow jams. He's, he's like Art LeBeau. Uh, but anyway, but he, I'm talking to him about that story. And he says, that was Snoop's first time in Japan. I know this because I told him with him going to Japan, he was going to be as big as Elvis. He said, he told him that, that this was 93, 94. Yeah. He says, you should, you should tell him that story. You should remind him of that story. And I did one day. And do you remember this? He said, I think I remember now Snoop smokes a lot of weed. So if you can remember that story, it was impactful. So, so, but, so that was Snoop. Um, again, I've been fortunate enough to work with 50 Cent. Um, I've been fortunate enough to work along. I've walked the red carpet with Usher. Leon Bridges is a good friend of mine. Um, he actually, Leon Bridges is not only just a great artist, he's a, is a good, good friend. Um, I, I like to say... <laughs> I, I cut all the retired drug dealers, Freeway Ricky, Charles Cosby, <laughs> all these old guys that got documentaries on all the money they've amassed. But they're cheap, though. They're pretty cheap. No, I'm just joking. They're actually great guys. And these are the same type of – these are the guys that I, I kind of, like, I model reform on because of these guys. Yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar with Freeway Ricky. Uh, Freeway Ricky Ross, he was indicted – he was he was the guy that the television called Snowfall television show called Snowfall show is loosely based on um, the gentleman that just passed I can't think of his name Michael Clark uh, the gentleman that just passed he, he played on the wire he is another uh, film that he played as a biopic of Freeway, Freeway oh, okay. Ricky that he yeah he played but these guys are people that you know went to the 
depths of whatever. Yeah. Even Snoop included, Snoop included, 50 Cent, all these guys. You know, even Usher at his, you know, height, you know, dealt with some, you know, adversity, but was able to, you know, re, you know, reemerge and, you know, reconnect with his people and, you know, and just went on to have a great career. These are people that I've been fortunate enough to be around and, you know, and, and, and very cool. I mean, because, you know, your barber, your hairstylist, like you, you know, you you form a relationship with these people. And I mean, yeah. I might see 50, I might have cut 50's hair maybe six to 10 times now. Um, Snoop, we're kind of, we, we're far beyond that. Yeah. Usher, a few times. I seen Usher at Snoop's birthday party the other day. And he walked up to me. It was just like a moment, like, I mean, and I had a date with me. So it put me on super, like, superstar. It blew me out. Oh, like, yeah. Gargantuan. Like, I'm like Godzilla at this moment with her. That's funny. So it, was, it was the funniest thing. But, I mean, bigger than that is, I think, just, you know, not just cutting hairs. Like, I remember my mom telling me years ago, and God bless her soul, she, uh, she said that I wasn't going to make any money cutting hair. She worked for the po- post office. She was a clerk. She provided, bought her own home, took care of me, sent me to the best of schools, private schools. Uh, we did family trips. Uh, my dad, again, wasn't absentee, but wasn't always around. Um, she did her absolute best. And she, when she told me that, she, she literally said, you're not gonna make no money. Her dad was a barber. So my yeah. grandfather was a barber. You're not gonna make any money being a barber. And I remember that, that pain, I just thought, oh, I, just, I just bowed to just show her differently. And I, I, I knew, I, I won't say I knew, but it was something in my heart that told me that Barbara was going on a new, uh, yeah. uh, it, was, it was a trajectory that I, I wanted to be a part of. So- You know you um, know something, I, man, before you go on, I want you to say, mom's right. I don't, you make your money because of how you make people feel. You know, you, thank you, Jay. And you know what, you're absolutely right because I tell people all the time when I speak about what we do, is like, yeah. I have the best job in the world because my job is to make people smile. Yeah, I mean, no you, matter, I mean, obviously, I, I've seen your work, unbelievable, but, you, but that ain't you. why people pay you, man. People pay you because when you, when, you when you leave that chair, you felt like you just spent that time with somebody who made you feel better about themselves and everything else. So you're a connector, my man. And so you need to know that. Like you get, you, you get paid because you make people feel like, you make people feel like their hair looks, which is amazing. And so, Thank you know, you, I appreciate so, so mom, mom's, wasn't, mom's wasn't all wrong. She, she just mom, didn't, she, have, she was right. She just didn't finish the sentence, right? She, she was, didn't finish the sentence. <laughs> yes, she didn't finish the sentence. Yes, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, I've, I've been fortunate to, to be able to do that. And, and you're right, connecting with people is something I think is, uh, we do it, um, you know, we do it every day, you know, in our own, you know, walks of life, just yeah. walking along the street, driving, you know, you connect with people, but is it a, is it an official connection? Is it a connection that's going to be impactful connection? And I think, you know, people like yourself, and I mean, and again, I'm in a fortunate position to be able to do so. I really feel like, yeah, I, I mean, now that you put it like that, I'm, 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 it's a blessing to be able to, to make people feel the way we do it. I mean, I don't always make everybody happy, but I, I do have, a, the majority of my days are, you know, getting a, you know, a, a a young man, a young lady, uh, or whomever, it doesn't matter. We cut everybody in here. And and, and some of the amazing things, again, high-end shopping, Compton, California. I got yeah. people that come from K-Town, people that come from, a gentleman just came in from Pomona that wants to come to our little city. And uh, I think they they, they enjoy um, being a part of the, uh, the anti-stereotype. It's like, yeah. you know what? I go to Compton. And I, I I go get my hair cut. I can set up an appointment with my barber through schedulicity. And, yeah. and he's on time and he's punctual. And I don't walk into the shop and feel 
uh, embarrassed or, or, or harassed. And, and I think, you know, and it, and it, it reinstills a pride in them because, you know, it takes away that, that, uh, that stigma, you know, and it, it makes, it makes people, I think make, it makes people feel even better because they're, I think they become, they, and they're all right. And they are, they become a part of the solution. They are yeah. actively becoming a part of a conversation. Like, oh, you know, they could be in a conversation, you know, I, you know, yeah, you know, I'll never go through Compton. And, you know, then, wait, 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 you know, I, I, think, I actually do. I think we, I think that's just one of those things, man, where it's like, you know, there's, there's bad parts of Beverly Hills. Like, don't get, absolutely. It, twi- don't get it twisted. Oh. So, oh, yeah. absolutely. I think, you know, I think Compton got its name because of the, you know, the TV shows and, you know, yeah. you know, when we, I was growing up, it was like NWA, you know, and it's like, okay, well, this, this is different than where I'm from. Right. right and so right, right. I think people heard that and now it's got this, like this stigma, but listen, man, right. you, you get in trouble in every city in America. Any there where. And see, like we, you, you raised a great point because so uh, I don't know, like Jerry, there's, I, there's a great picture I have of Jerry uh, in my shop when they came out here to award me the grant. Yeah, him studying or just like looking at these pictures. And so you, you raised a great point where a lot of people feel like NWA was the onset of Compton. So a lot of these pictures are, you know, prohibition 1930s yeah. uh you know this is a barbershop in the 1950s some of the i mean like my grandmother's actually this is an aerial shot where my grandmother's actually buried in this this cemetery that i mean is almost 100 years old i would yeah Compton college with this diversity this different things like that so it's, it's, it's a lot more than what people think it is man i mean I, absolutely I think, yeah i think we get it's so a, we get so simple-minded sometimes about like things we've heard or or thing, right. you know, things of that nature. But you know, but you're right, I, it could happen anywhere. It could happen anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> Dude, I know you are so busy. I want to end with this, man. I want I want to just to say I want to say how thankful and grateful I am for you. We we've only met one time in person, and I know we'll meet many more times after that. But the reason that we are connected is because of your authenticity and and how genuine you are and you. You in a very you in a circumstance or situation where I could have been very uncomfortable, right? Made me feel like I was supposed to be there. And there's that's because a, you were. I, well, I know it, and I know that. Because you but, were. But but most people don't go out of their way to do what you did to make sure that you connected with me at that de- that depth and that great of a level. So I just want to say thank you. you the for moment that. you moved the stage, the moment you left the stage, I was like, where'd that guy go? Where'd he go? Forget <laughs> oh, <he> <laughs> it. I know I'm supposed to be introducing the next guest. I need five, please, five minutes, please. Yeah. And you were so awesome, man. Like that made me feel that made me feel like like a million bucks, man. Like you treated me like we had been friends our entire lives, and so I just want to say thank you for that, my man. You are you are truly an amazing human, and I'm I am grateful for you, and I am grateful for that you did this for me today, and and I know that people are gonna love your story, and this will be just one of the first of many times that we get to chat, my man. My man, I'm grateful for you as well, man. Thank you so much for uh, taking out the time and considering me someone that could be uh, valuable in, in what you're doing, man, because you are valuable and you are, you're valued by me and uh, I'm sure your community, the people that tune in and listen to you, I mean, you, you're doing phenomenal things for people wow. and uh, just keep, like, you, 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 you taught me so much just in one, one time and in this, even in this conversation today. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you more than words can say. Thank you, DC. Love you, brother. Love you too, brother. Take care. See you soon. Bye. See you soon. Bye.